0: Hi, I'm Oriana Schuyler Mastro, a Center Fellow at the Freeman Spogli Institute for International Studies at Stanford University and a Senior Non-Resident Fellow at the American Enterprise Institute.
1: And I'm Evan Feigenbaum, Vice President for Studies at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. And Oriana, let's talk about Taiwan, which is a place we're both interested in because you've been writing a lot about it. And we don't want to just go over the arguments you made in your recent Peace in Foreign Affairs, which, by the way, I highly recommend to our listeners. But maybe let's address two other questions. First, whether deepened U.S.-Taiwan cooperation, which a lot of folks advocate for, will in itself spark conflict? And then what cooperation going forward ought to look like? So I'm curious, what's your sense on those?
0: Well, the bottom line of my um, piece in foreign affairs, which they have called the Taiwan Temptation—a really great title—is that China, much more than ever before, uh, now has incentives to use force against Taiwan to force armed reunification. So it seems like a very bleak kind of picture that I present in that piece. But there is a silver lining about political and economic ties, and that is. When China is, I argue, is ready militarily to conduct with confidence a joint operation against Taiwan, I still think they probably need a handful of years, then it's very difficult to deter them. But before that, I don't think China is going to risk a war that they're not 100% confident they're going to win You know, in response to the United States having an unofficial delegation trip to Taiwan or something like that. So I think the bottom line is we have a lot more space to do things on the political and economic level with Taiwan to help in, in enhance their international space and their own resiliency across realms. Um, and we won't, we won't spark a conflict with the PRC by doing that. Of course, they won't like it and they will voice their discontent, but they're not going to you know, start paddling over to Taiwan tomorrow because of those maneuvers. I was very interested because I know, Evan, you wrote a recent piece about specifics on what we can do in the economic and political realm. So if you buy my argument that the military situation allows for a little bit more flexibility, at that level, um, what are some of the things that you think we should be doing there?
1: Well, quite a lot, actually. So I'm glad you asked me that because, you know, we often, and I think you agree with me on this, we tend to talk about Taiwan security just in terms of the military dimension. But frankly, economic security to me is just as important. And I think that really has two components. First, it means having the right economy, not just for right now, but to compete 10 to 20 years from now. And then second, that means you have to be both innovative and adaptive because technological change in particular can really blow away your growth model, no matter how successful it was in the past. And so the good news for Taiwan I think, is that it's got an economy that's been built on innovation since the 70s. But the bad news, as you may have seen me write, is that systems and industries are changing more rapidly than Taiwan is. And I'll give you a data point from a Carnegie report that I wrote just to illustrate that. From 2007 to 14, science and engineering first university degrees in Taiwan declined by about 10,000. And in that pool, There were less computer scientists, less specialists in math, statistics, physical and biological sciences. So that means that Taiwan's facing all this technological change, but concentrating its talent into legacy fields connected to semiconductor design like electrical engineering. But they're underinvested in emerging areas, which are things like computer and data sciences that are central to emerging industries. And there are lots of small economies that do that well, like Israel. They use those kinds of investments to build niche strengths. So that gets to your question. I mean, that's the kind of thing, frankly, that I'd like to see the U.S. helping Taiwan to do. And so what I would want is for the new administration to have a multi-pronged strategy that isn't just about getting a free trade agreement to sell more pork jobs, but has three prongs. So on one, Yes, the U.S. trade representative is looking to remove trade irritants, but also pursuing things like an agreement on digital trade or an agreement on pharmaceuticals and medical devices. And that could actually be drawn from the annexes in the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Then you'd have the Commerce Department working in parallel with business associations on investment partnerships, infrastructure development around Asia, for example, in third countries, including through the existing engineering procurement and construction partnerships that US Firms already have with their Taiwan EPC partners in Taiwan. And then there'd be a third track where the State Department could do things like negotiate and enhance science and technology agreement for innovation, not just existing emphases on basic research. So those are the kinds of things that can be done and should be done, but I am worried won't be done. And I just hope the two sides get the ball, get behind the ball on it, and they do it pronto. If it were if it were you, I mean, if you were in the administration, what's your top one or two things you'd do?
0: Well, I mean, absolutely. On the military deterrent side, uh, getting some intermediate range ballistic missiles in the Second Island chain, that's a very specific thing. But I think that does a lot to deter China, because if we can basically saturate the strait with firepower, they're unlikely to... Um, they can't succeed in an an amphibious landing. So that's kind of off the table. But that won't deter other forms of coercion, like a joint missile campaign in which they're shooting missiles at Taiwan to force capitulation. And of course, that won't also deter some of the economic coercion that we've seen. Um, And so I think you're absolutely right. We have to be much more comprehensive in our thinking on deterrence. Um, I do believe that if Xi Jinping thought use of force against Taiwan would threaten the rejuvenation of the Chinese nation, he wouldn't do it. But I think the the Chinese government has had this strategy to convince the world that Taiwan's a unique scenario. And I think probably the response wouldn't be as severe as the United States wants. So cooperation in the political and economic realm is equally as important as that in the military realm. I hope we see more of all of it in the future.
1: I agree with that all. A Taiwan that's robust and resilient. Thanks, Oriana.